Welcome to the Next Level Soul podcast, where we ask the big questions about life. Why are we here? Is this all there is? What is my soul's mission? We attempt to answer those questions and more by bringing you raw and inspiring conversations with some of the most fascinating and thought-provoking guests on the planet today. I am your host, Alex Ferrari. I'm always looking to help the Next Level Soul audience take their soul to the next level. And I've been able to partner with Mind Valley to present you guys with a ton of free master classes between 60 and 90 minutes covering mind, body, soul, relationships, and conscious entrepreneurship. Some of these master classes are taught by spiritual masters, relationship experts, best selling authors, legends in the personal growth and spirituality space, and so much more. So if you want to sign up for any of our free mind, body, and soul masterclasses, just head over to nextlevelsoul.com forward slash free. Disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of the show, its host, or any of the companies they represent. Now, today on the show, we have near-death experiencer, Susan Dyer. And Susan's story is remarkable. It is a very detailed NDE, and her story of being a clairvoyant and what she's gone through in her life, the challenges, and what this NED did for her is inspiring, to say the least. So let's dive in. I'd like to welcome to the show, Susan Dyer. How are you doing, Susan? I'm really good. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm I'm excited to talk to you about your interesting experiences have you had in your life, to say the least. <laughs> to say the least. They're really weird. I do know. I so, actually wanted to say something about that, if yeah. you don't care. Please. I wanted to tell your viewers that they might not um, relate to some of my experiences they might not have ever had something similar happen mm-hmm. to them and therefore like what i say could sound really unreasonable or even untrue mm-hmm. and um if if anyone is is feeling that way or does feel that way i just want them to know like that's okay. You know, um, I, I, that I, I do not like, I don't, I don't blame you for feeling that way. If you, you know, cause it sounds, um, some of my experiences sound, they sound untrue. And oh, they sound insane. They sound insane and it's okay. And I've, I've had multiple people oh on the show. Yeah. That's for yeah, I've had yeah. multiple people on the show. I go, you know what you, you know, I've had channels and mediums and psychics yeah. and near-death oh, experiences. Yeah, yeah. So I always tell them, I go, you know what you do is insane. They go, yeah, I know. So it's, you know, it's a very, you know, we're very kind of understanding of. Open to process. that. Yeah, yeah. We're having a conversation about this. So. Okay. Um, so what was your, for my first question is, what was your life like prior to your near-death experience? I didn't want to be here. Mm-hmm. I wanted if I could have chosen, I would have been dead. Uh, I felt that way 
until my near-death experience, which was at age 40. Um, before I died that one time, you know, I was born clairvoyant. That is a very rare event. A lot of people, like you know, this entire channel, a lot of people are awakening now. And the natural and comfortable way to awaken is after you've known yourself for a little bit and you are older and you have the ability to process and handle what may happen. Um, but there are a few of us out there who came in, who were literally born Claire, like I was born clairvoyant. And what that means, there's a lot of misinformation out there actually. Um, what clairvoyant means is that, um, and there's a lot of different ways people see things, but I can see um, energy. Uh, I can I can see it. It looks like a neon, a sheer neon overlay over everything I'm looking at, and um, I I you know archangels. Uh, deceased um, earth personalities, other races of beings. Um, I mean, I was a couple months ago, I was sitting here and Joan of Arc's head popped up like a balloon, like to my left. You know what I mean? Like, I never know who's going to come through. Um, but when I was a kid, I was terrified. Of course. I didn't understand anything I was seeing. Um, and when you're a kid, the only resources you have to make sense of yourself are your parents. And for me, a very strict church. And so as a, as a child, like I was seeing, for example, a red, a very deep red. I actually couldn't see through it. And that's very rare. Like I've, there's been a handful of, of, of events that have happened to me where um, in my clairvoyance, where like I literally, I can't see through it. Like it is the world I'm in, in that moment. Um, even though you would still see me sitting in this chair, I I would be looking at something like 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 it's flesh and blood and communicating. And so one of these um, one of these spiritual presences was this like crimson colored opaque thing, and it followed me all the time. And um, as a child, as a child, every day. And because of, of church, I thought this presence was the devil. Mm. Um, I had no other 
way to interpret it. And so I, that like started my, like, I think therapists call it your core wound, like as a child. Mm -hmm. So I would go into my parents' room every night crying, saying, you know, telling my father what I was seeing in my bedroom. It's just like a movie theater. When you turn the lights off, it, it makes everything just all the more visible. And so at night, I, you know, I, there'd be a portal at the head of my bed. There would be, there would be beings um, observing me standing by my bed. There, um, I didn't know this at the time, but like archangels were like, and reg, you know, archangels and angels were just everywhere. Like, you know, diving around, splashing around, going through walls and, um, but, but I was terrified. And was so it? my dad just told me every night, you're not seeing what you're seeing. You have an overactive imagination, go to bed. And my parents um, didn't believe me. And the devil was following me. <laughs> and so I, I knew to hit, to, to like, I, I had hid my clairvoyance. I knew to stop talking about it and pretend as if it wasn't true. And by kindergarten, I knew, I mean, it was very obvious. And also because of the reactions I got and because of how I interpreted those reactions, I hated myself by kindergarten. I was like, something is deeply wrong with me. Some, something's broken. And because of the, the devil presence, I thought, and, and somehow quote, quote unquote devil. Yeah. Yeah. Quote unquote devil presence. Quote devil. And I found out later. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. That was Archangel Michael. And a lot of people don't know this. Um, the archangels are totally non-religious. Right. They are just they are just like a blob of divine presence. It has nothing to do with anything at all. No matter what you've done, no matter what you believe, no matter what religion. But um, that was Archangel Michael, and he was presenting as the traditional root chakra color. Um, we have certain energy, I would say portals. They're actually, they're actually portals. Um, and you've probably seen the pictures like of the classic seven sure, the chakras. chakras. Mm -hmm. There we have so many chakras. Oh my goodness. Uh, but we wouldn't need to get into that. But um Archangel Michael, one of the things that, and by the way, they don't have genders either, but it's easier to talk about, you know. So Archangel Michael actually really loves taking care of and watching over extrasensory children. Mm. And a lot of people don't know that, you know. And I wish I knew that back then uh, because, you know, 
So that was Archangel Michael. But um, the feeling of hating myself and knowing I was weird and bad continued. And it kind of calcified into I'm not lovable. Mm. And I truly felt that way. I felt I had no worth. And I married a man who I knew didn't even like me. Mm. You know, I knew he not even like as, but I was so I was so down. My my um, my self worth was so damaged by that point. Like, I was like, if I don't marry him, no mm -hmm. other man will ever have me. And I'll be alone again. And if you look at the facts of my life, like they are pretty lonely. And I think a lot of people like me have have a difficult time. Having people understand them. Like the fact that you are so open to talking about this. I treasure like this conversation. Mm -hmm. um, I don't you. have, I have like two friends. Mm -hmm. Everyone else has left. I do understand better now. I talked to my father directly after the near-death experience. And he said something, he said, you know, honestly, you have always scared me. Mm -hmm. that's a That's common thing his reaction was coming from this fear and it it's a little bit ironic but he completely is uncomfortable with this like completely but he also now completely believes me because i've told him things you know like sometimes my grandpa like will be like susan you like you need to tell you need to tell your dad blah blah and i don't know any of it I don't know what any of it means. Like he did this a couple of months ago with like medical stuff. And I'm like, I don't know what that word means. I don't know if my dad has that. What are like, and he had, he had me do this whole, you know, my dad now, I mean, I've told him and he's seen me do things and he's seen me say things and I've said things to him. He, he knows now it's all true, but it still really scares him. And a lot of people, are scared by it. My several of my best friends throughout my life have said, don't you understand that you really freak people out? Mm. And I don't, Alex. I I die. And, and when I went up there and I was inside of God, I promised, oh, promised so God directly that I would be all in. All right, so so before we get into that, so let's not skim yeah. over that. So what how did how did the near death experience like tell me about your near death experience? So the divorce happened obviously. Mm -hmm. And my body followed my mind. I crashed. Um and chronic Lyme disease 
just like raged out of remission. Mm. And I was incredibly sick. Um, I had a walker with like, you know, tennis balls on it. I was like, do we really need the tennis balls? I mean, like I had a port in my arm and a fanny pack and like I was doing like two balls of antibiotics into that port a day. Um, my hand and foot, my right hand and foot were paralyzed. I was in excruciating. I, ooh, I don't know if you guys, have, if anyone's ever experienced like central nervous system pain. Uh, oh, that's not it, fun. That's not fun. It makes you feel like an animal. So it when did so, so, so when did you when did you pass? So my my friends kept telling me you're, you're about to die. I was like, I'm not, I'm not. But the one night, the one night I knew I was, and I was so happy. You know, I'd been like, I would like leave peanut butter and jelly sandwiches on the floor for my kids and then go back to the couch. I would make them laying down on the floor because like I would have to like army crawl. And one night I was like, oh my God, I am going to die. It is tonight. And I was so quiet and I just laid there and, and I, my kids were, were with their dad. And I wanted, I just wanted my friends to leave, but they wouldn't. They finally did. And I, I felt elated. And so I started crawling up the stairs to my room and my guides, I felt like they hit me with a spitball. That's literally what it felt like. And I was like, oh my God, what? And they were like, you have, you have one more chance. You have to get out of your body tonight. That's exactly what they said while I was halfway up the stairs. And they didn't say anything else. But I was like, oh, oh my God. Okay. Because honestly, I, I wanted, I want to, I, the thought of my kids being like raised by their father alone without my um, influence brutally. Right. I was like, I know that I signed up to help guide these children. They need the balance of our personalities or they're really going to suffer. Mm. Um, so they gave me another, another chance. They didn't say anything. I climbed the rest of the stairs thinking, okay, I'll try it. I'll try, but I don't know how to astral travel on command. I'd never done it on command. I've always just like fallen out of my body and gone. And I know how that sounds, but I, you know, I've been astral traveling my whole life. Mm -hmm. And it, you know, it was fun, you know, and um, I felt safe and I was like, I loved it. And here I was and I was like, but how do I do this? And like, so they came right back. The, um, when I was like climbing up into my bed, cause I was like, you gotta tell me, I don't know how, but I'll do it, I'll try. I didn't wanna die. 
I didn't want to die thinking there was anything left I didn't try. Right. I I just like I know myself. And I'm like, I had to know like until they said that, I was good. But then they said, they told me how to do it. And by the way, for any of you who try this and perhaps um it doesn't work, I want to be really clear. They told me exactly what to do to astral travel on command. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. But I want to tell you, I've never been able to do it again. Mm. So please don't feel discouraged or like maybe you are not connected enough Mm -hmm. because you are. We are innately connected. And I learned that very intimately when I died. I laid along the edge of the bed. That's what they said to do. Lay literally on the edge. And there's a a tipping point when we're trying to sleep. It's like right in the middle. And the technical word for it is hypogognic. It's like when you're half asleep and you're not, you're half not asleep. That's, I guess, the easiest way to put it. And in that, uh, in that moment, they told me to roll off the bed. And that's what I did. I was terrified. I was like, well, like, what then? Like, well, I'm just going to be sitting here like, um, okay. I'm still going to die. I, I, I can't, I just want to make that very clear. I was terrified, really. I, I don't know if I've ever been that scared. I had no idea what to do. But my higher self, you know, I'm Susan Dyer and, and you're Alex. But 99% of us is anchored in dimensions that we can't even see or feel. Our higher selves. Yeah, exactly. And um, you cannot be disconnected because mm-hmm. we're one. Correct. And so even if you feel like I, I'm alone, I'm not getting any messages, I don't know what to do, just remember you're always connected. It's just your emotions, you know, just emotions, it's never fact. So when I rolled out of my bed, and this is weird, um, it made me understand all those portals that would show up by my head when I was little. And they were different color, excuse me, they're different color portals. And I, they scared the hell out of me. I didn't realize I was making them to go places. I thought weird creatures were gonna come in. <laughs> Or imagination, so, yeah. Yeah, and so like, um, so when I got out of my body, there, boom, there was the portal. But I was like, wait a second, this is like black gray. This is a black gray portal. It looks like shit. Like it looked like a 
a tunnel actually. When I when I would do the portals, they would just look like a circle in the wall that you know you could go through. Mm-hmm. But this one looked like a pipe and it was like charcoal gray and black and I was like what is that that looks terrible I don't want to go in that like literally I was like oh my god like where's that thing gonna take me it looks like it's like from a freaking horror show Mm -hmm. but I I knew I was like okay and so it was going so fast I had no idea what it was or where it was going but I obviously knew okay I'm supposed to go into this charcoal thing and I, I had to like kind of slide, angle my, um, my um, what's it called? Myself when I'm out of my body. What the hell is that called? The astral, um, the astral. Thank form. you, my astral body. Mm-hmm. I had to angle my astral body into the, this tube. Mm-hmm. And so I did. And I was like, mm, yeah, no music, no lights, no other me I'm like this is this is not cool well but like what and then boom I was in uh a place called a lot of people call it the void right and at that point um my biggest fear in life was the dark because um of all the things I've seen you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so to end up in the void which is like black wet velvet no sound no noise no other beings um and eternal infinite i i couldn't even explain to you how afraid i was um but i do want to say because this is important to me that void that void is essentially like god if you want to call that energy god that void is the feminine receptive womb aspect of god energy and you could kind of consider that space like the next canvas god's going to paint Mm. it it literally is like the womb space for whatever is next created but i didn't know that then so i just said i closed my astral eyes so weird and i said god please take me somewhere safe and good And before, this is the thing, I'm sure you guys have all heard this, there's no time um, in other dimensions, and there's not. So there's no time, there's thought. And before, like, I'm still kind of like used to these human habits. So before I could even finish um thinking my thought immediately instantaneously no time passing at all i was in the void 
And then I was in the masculine energy of God, which presented like blazing, blazing rays of light. And I used to think, you know, I, I don't, I don't adhere to any organized religion. Mm -hmm. uh, but all, I mean, that my job is literally like, I, I just, I love God. I would, I do everything. Like, if I could be like um, a nun that could still have like a, a partner with, mm -hmm. with no organized religion, I would do it. Like, I mean, I, like I, everything I do, if I could, if I could have one legacy, it would be to tell people like, there's nothing to fear. There, there is nothing to fear. God, God is God. I was in those rays. I thought God was really vague before. Like God is the energy that makes things. And that's incorrect. Uh, my, my experience showed that God knew me better than my best friend. We had this exchange without speaking, just by thought. God, and this is like what people don't like to hear. And this is what um, they don't even like let me publish actually. Mm -hmm. But I realized when I was like kind of like a tea bag floating like in those rays and, and having this exchange with God, I realized, and uh, this is going to maybe sound weird, but it's okay. I mean, we've, um, we, we've gone past weird a while ago, so go ahead. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's so true. Yeah. Um, we'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. I realized that I was God. Mm -hmm. I realized like, I, I'm not God's child. You know, Jesus wasn't God's son. <laughs> I realized it, it was like I was uh, a two-pronged plug plugging into the outlet. But this is a concept that's been talked about for millennia in in ancient texts and things like that, that we are all God. We are all one. We are all connected to source. Uh, we are not apart from source. Yeah, right. So when you say that, I completely understand it. And you're not the first to say something like that. And it's not outlandish if you study ancient spiritual texts and, and any, any field, any, any, either organized religions, but even specifically more philosophies and spirituality over the years, yeah. even the, even Hinduism and Jainism, and you start going deeper and deeper, older, older, you know, Sumerians. I mean, you're talking about one with, with one, uh, one well, with source. Capital, I always say capital O one. Correct. Exactly. So that's not a, to, to me, at least it doesn't, it's not an outlandish statement because it's been yeah. said by, by spiritual teachers throughout history. I think a lot of people who resonate with the Bible find mm -hmm. that statement um, almost like that Blas word, like, blasphemy, sunset, heresy. 
heresy blasphemy absolutely right and then this is the thought i had immediately following that uh which which i, I i'm interested in what you have to say because mm -hmm. this is the one that get that gets even i i have one video on youtube and it, and, it, and the title is there is no sin and I think it's like my, maybe one of my most popular videos. I've had to erase almost every comment because every comment's basically telling me like that I'm an evil witch going to hell. But I I thought word for word after this thing, you know, still being in God, I thought word for word, I could have just murdered 10 people right now. Mm-hmm. That, that was the thought, but like to continue that thought, it was like when, you know, when I came to and I wrote for like a week, like God is God, period. Mm -hmm. Like if there's a big tree, the tree is not going to roll up its branches if Jeffrey Dahmer walks under it, just well, like if mother Teresa walks under the tree the tree's not gonna like fluff up even more to like shade well, her well listen I mean to to it's a say what to kind of get my point of view of, of what you're saying across yeah I understand what you're saying um if you go into the um the spiritual texts of any uh, philosophy that understands or believes in reincarnation mm -hmm. then all people who do, it's 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 action reaction. It's karma. It is it. So if you do something bad here, you will pay for it down the line, but not in a way that we understand it as like yeah. punishment. No, it's the soul is trying to evolve, so it itself chooses to go down the path to be tested in certain ways. And if it did something that was hurt or was negative towards someone else they will feel that in another life. And people who do it at a large scale will feel it at a large scale throughout multiple lifetimes. Again, this is basic concepts of reincarnation and karma. It's difficult for certain organized religions to understand that. It is just a belief system that has been around longer than most other you know, belief systems in, in humanity. Talking about Hinduism, Jainism, uh, even older things in, in, in the East. It's mostly Eastern philosophies, Eastern um, you know, religions and thoughts and beliefs is what we're talking about here. Um, but I understand what you mean that there is no sin. Quote, unquote, there is no sin. But if you do something here to hurt you, uh, you will feel it. And that's what, and did you have a life review, by the way, or no? No, I just had this exchange with God and what you're saying, like, I, I want to just add, again, there's no punishment. Like, you right. don't pass, and then God is, like, judging, like, what you did. God is like a radio station with one song. Love. <laughs> just love. Freedom. Love. Unconditional. Love just, like, it's like, if you like cut through a brick they're just brick god's just god there's no reaction 
nothing. But at the same time, because we are God, God knows us inside now. Mm -hmm. And you're right. Like if we, if we do something, it's, it's our, it's our reaction. It's our decision. If we, if we look back at how we spent our life and we're like, and we want to fix that. And, and, and yeah, it's not, it is not like a panel. There's no, like, there's no, there's no like system. There's no like, um, you know, judge and gavel. It is all just personal growth. There's well, the, no, not, no fear, like no death. There's no punishment. You don't go somewhere if you do something. Like it's nothing. Well, it's Diamonds the funnest thing I've ever done. <laughs> well, the one thing that um, I've talked to so many near-death experiencers and when the life review does come up, it is really interesting because you're able to experience both mm. your side of this, the, the, the interaction and the other person's side of the interaction. So yeah. if you hurt someone, you feel it. Yeah, to actually. And you feel, yeah. So then it's a teaching mechanism because totally. you know, why we're here is to learn, to grow. It's a school. Yes, this is uh, our school. No, no question about it. And as you continue yeah. to grow, from my understanding, talking to um, spiritual masters, talking to uh, near-death experiencers and other people who've studied this, yeah. it is the choice of the soul whether they want to reincarnate again or not after right. this life. And if they do reincarnate, they go, well, I, you know, I did that thing to that person. I got to feel what that's like. I got to go through this. And because it's kind of like, and I use this analogy, a video game, you've got to go through a tough level in order to level up to be able oh, to yeah. continue playing For the game. sure. To, to, yeah, like, I, that's why we come here. We're ballers. We're, we're trying to level up our, yeah. our, our evolution. And that's yeah. what ascended masters have done. People like Jesus, people like Buddha, people like Yogananda, Babaji, and you can start talking about all the, you know, St. Germain, so many different ascended masters over the yeah. course of history. They've all leveled up to a point where they're like, I don't need to play the game anymore. Right. And I've chosen to stay behind the scenes and help along the way. Cause I've, I've or heard part of them will go, back down just simply to help. Do you know what I mean? Right, exactly. And that's what, but, again, for my experiences and yeah. from my talking to so many people over the course of this show and just my own studies in, in, in philosophies and belief systems around the world, because I, I, try, I, I try, look, all belief systems have a core, every single one. There's always, there's a God and generally we're souls. That is a general idea by almost every major religion on the planet. Those two concepts, and then there's like do good to others, and then do fear, but you know do good things and and, and these kind of things. But then it starts getting muddy with the laws and the this and the fear and all this stuff because yeah. all the, it all depends on the belief system you're working with. Yeah. And if you believe in one thing, that's fine, and if that gets you closer to God on this on this run. Go for it. I know wonderful Christians. I know but wonderful I Muslims. You, I wonderful Hindus. It's, it, it's like awesome. most people don't actually. Mm -hmm. I challenge everyone. Like this is a thing. 
if if I didn't have this experience, like it's almost like like religion and you know, sometimes like or politics, like it's like it's just like inherited. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. Like, oh, oh no, you're taught this. this. So I'm this. So and there, and like, I remember when I got married and the pre-canon, whatever that means, priest was like, I want you all to, to now promise that you will raise your children in this religion. And he got to me, he hated me, big surprise. I was like, no. I was like, why do you, why? why? I don't care if they're Wiccan. I don't care. They're going to do what I want them to find their path. Well, that's you know a what I'm saying? Like, but that's there a are change. plenty of people who don't question themselves. That they they actually, they may not align with certain things. Oh, but but, a, a lot of adults would rather just kind of but go, go with um, the go with the flow. But you have to. Th- but you have to also give credit to what's happening right now. There's a massive awakening happening yes. where people are leaving organized religions by the boatload and looking for answers, looking for their own spirituality, looking for their own connection with God without the the fear and the, the dogma and the things like that, yeah, that, have, that that's been around forever. And again, if that works for you and gets yeah. you closer to God, if it works genuinely, gen- like, then go, yeah, go then with God. Awesome. Go with God, you know, but you can't, and and this is the thing, you can't really force your ideas. And this is very difficult, force your ideas along, because if you think about it, and this is something I thought about when I was a kid, I was born Catholic. I was born in a, I was born in a Catholic family. So years later, when I started to do some critical thinking, I go, you know, if I would have been born to Hindus, I would have been a Hindu. If I would have been born Muslim, I would have been Muslim. If I would have been born in a Jewish family, I would have been Jewish. Mm-hmm. So I was like, so my religion and my belief system is basically what I learned from my parents. Yeah. They're not yeah. inherently right or wrong. That's just, the, it's the same reason why you might eat a certain dish that I would find revolting because it wasn't what I grew up with. Like, But in other cultures, they could eat that. And you're like, so it's it's all about, you know, if you were born in the middle of the jungle and, and, you know, the only thing you learned was like the moon and the stars are God, well, then that's what you know. So it's all relative to what you believe. So, but I think now there's such awakenings happening that there's so much more conversations like this. There's more people looking to shows like this to find answers that they're desperately looking for, but, but they're looking for them now. There's things happening now in today's world that would have never happened 20 years ago, 10 years ago and older. This conversation was never happened. Like, you know, you were Catholic, you're Catholic, you're Jewish, you're Jewish, you're Hindu, you're Hindu. That's not, that's not a conversation. But now the younger, the younger generation is saying things like you, like, why? That doesn't make sense to me. Why can't I study other philosophies, other religions? Why can't I find something that makes sense to me on a, on a soul level? And that's very I think difficult where we're going. though. I mean, we're talking when I came back from a year that, that experience, there's like a lot more that happened, but I had to come out. 
All right. So well, before we get, so before yeah. we come before we get, because I I always love asking that question. What else happened in the near death experience? You're there. Okay. You're in. So you're in with with the God I energy. Was with God, and first thing God um, asked, you like it, he was like, you know, do you want to stay? Like meeting with me? Like do you want to stay, or do you want to do you want to go back home? Mm-hmm. Whoa, so weird. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and, um, sorry, that was really weird. Okay. Um, so, and I, and so right away I manifested a huge, like IMAX sized photo of my two boys. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want to stay. And I wanted to like really show God that I meant it. Um, and so I started pulling on my silver cord. Yeah. We have, we have so many energy lines through us. Um, I've heard of that before. We do, we do have a, a an etheric cord. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just started going hand over hand. And I was thinking, oh my God, where am I? Like, how long is this going to take? If I actually like just keep doing this, like this could be like years. I don't know, like where, where <laughs> you know, but anyway, God believed me. And, um, and we have... And, all of this, no, nothing was spoken. Um, God, and I promised God the the word I said or thought, whatever. So I said, like literally, like word for I said, I promise I will live transparently. Like, I mean, it, even when I'm saying it, I'm like, oh my God, it's like my worst fear mm-hmm. come true. Like, I mean, I've been hiding this my whole life. I've been feeling fraudulent and broken my whole life. Mm-hmm. I live in Washington, D.C., where like people wear like Lululemon for pajamas. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like mm-hmm. my, the, the people I went to school with, they're all like doctors, lawyers. They're like on the front page of the papers. Like, um, and I, and I've just directly promised God to speak openly about everything I never say and was going to take to the grave. Mm. And I knew, I knew intuitively, um, that that transparency was to the end of helping other women find themselves, you know, if they're starting their way, like that's, so that I said, I don't, when I woke up, I was like, I don't know what you want me to do, God, you're going to have to tell me, but I'll do it. But so, so that's what I do now with that transparency. I mean, I talk about everything absolutely truthfully and it's, I still feel so like, um, what's going to happen? I mean, cause I know how it sounds, but I'm well-educated. I'm very cultured. I've been around the world. Like, you know, I have like a very high IQ. Um, but I have to say these things that literally make me sound like I should be in, in, a, in a mental hospital to the end of comforting and inspiring other women in particular. And so I, I made that promise to God. Um, and I, and I knew 
what that meant really. And then all of a sudden, uh, Jesus, I went from God to Jesus and I, you know, I have had a really hard time with, with my church. Like I've had some bad experiences Mm -hmm. with my priest. Um, and I, I really never like all those years of Sunday school, I, I would get in arguments with them all the time. So like, <laughs> well, yeah. like, you know, like I was like, and um, my confirmation um, interview ended up being like a mafia like showdown because it was just like I, I, it was just like terrible. Like I got uh, I understand. I kidnapped by a fundamentalist Christian horse wrangler. That it's just you can't make this stuff up. It's so weird. Mm -hmm. So Jesus was there, and I was like, "What?" Like I really, I was like, "Jesus!" And the thing that really messed me up was that he looked like uh, the Jesus of like rich white people. Mm -hmm. Like he had like light brown beautiful hair and like a very like well-trimmed beard and like gorgeous blue eyes um and like a, a perfectly like cream colored robe with a tie and and that for a second I was like what like okay we know Jesus didn't have blue eyes mm -hmm. I'm sure he had like dark dark hair I'm sure he had like dark skin. Sure, and, sure, sure. Know, this guy looked, I mean, that I, I was like, you know, I was like, Jesus? I'm like, what? I'm like, what are you? Like, why? Why you? And why Why do you have to look like that? And that's also what I want to say is that if, if Jesus had come to me in that moment looking like how he really did during that lifetime, I would have been unsure of who he was Correct. for longer. Correct. So he presented himself in the stereotypical Christmas card Jesus. That's what I've that's what I've heard before. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. I'm like, oh my God. But I was like, I was really confused because every time I went to church, if I saw like the picture, like they always have like Jesus like hammered up on the cross. I know, I know, I know. And the bloodier and like, you know, the bloodier and the more thorns and like, and like the more blood and like the more, the more I can't like deal with it. It just, I'm just like, oh my, this is so crazy. What are we doing? Like, and I would start like, I always think I've never said this before. Like every time I go to church, like a wedding or a funeral, a funeral is bad too, because then I'm like, I'm seeing the person who's dead, like totally not care. But anyway, like, so, I was, like, so, so Jesus shows up and he goes and he puts his palms, both palms out like this. Can you see? Yeah. Um, and he goes on, um, <laughs> he was ignoring my like freak out. And um, he put his palms out and he said, do you want to get well? No, no, I'm sorry. He said, uh, do you want to get better? 
And I was like, oh my God, yes, yes, I want to get better. And um, I grabbed his hand and I started shouting over and over. I'm going to get better as fast as I can. I was shouting, screaming. I mean, not really, but your thoughts. Um, thoughtfully um over and over and over I was just saying that and I grabbed Jesus's hand and we flew um through it's like uh you know just imagine the room you're in now and imagine that room like was nothing but every single shade of green that you could ever imagine just glorious just like makes you want to cry mm -hmm. you know like you're flying through this divine kaleidoscope of green and um green traditionally and i say traditionally because there are so many people with different energy makeups like mm -hmm. my root chakra is a metallic color it's not sure, so what is green? Um, green traditionally is the heart chakra and Archangel Raphael. And um, traditionally, Arch um, Archangel Raphael is the, uh, you know, the healer and presents usually for people who see this way presents as the color green so during this flight i read like this was the healing and um i want to say something really quickly before the last thing which is two years after my my near-death experience um jesus I, I was channeling while meditating and Jesus came through. This is really actually cool. I want everyone to hear this because it it is relevant to every human. For two years, I had been making videos and thinking about my experience and um, describing it as Jesus healed me. And when I was like, my channeling got better and better and better, whatever, two years later, when I was talking to Jesus and I was channeling him, he said, Susan, you need to realize I did nothing. You, you healed yourself. He said, I was there for the ride. I was there as a best friend or a teddy bear but we needed to get you up and out of the fray of this dimension so that you can so that you could remember who and what you really are and then healing myself in that remembrance would be not a problem at all. And it mm. wasn't. It was easy as however long we were flying through that green and I was in remembrance of who I was. Mm. And and during that flight is when 
when I, you know, I healed myself and I think that is for everybody. Mm -hmm. Everybody has that within them. I mean, it's so hard to, to believe, especially like if somebody's, you know, on a walker, you know, like an incredible pain or it's like, it's very hard to be like, to, to consider that. And that, that, and that was the point there was that I was not able to remember the divinity within well enough in my broken down body on earth. I had to get like up there closer to the source to remember who and what I was. And then I healed myself. Fair enough. Um, yeah. Susan. It's like, pretty funny. But Susan, so, um, can you tell people where they can find you and the work yeah. that you're doing? Totally. So you can go to my website, susandyer.com. And that's Dyer is D as in dog, Y-E-R. Um, or you can find me on YouTube, Susan Dyer one 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 um i have a huge women's facebook group called divining women and then i am on patreon just mm -hmm. by my name so i offer mentorships uh which are pretty intense mm -hmm. that are long and we go through each chakra month mm -hmm. by month and I also offer just, you know, like one-off sessions mm -hmm. for anyone who has something going on. And those sessions are usually just like one hour. Um, and then on Patreon, you can like, I teach classes. Sure. Like the, the my patrons tell me, they're like, okay, we, we want to channel this person, this class, or... Uh, we want to um, deepen our clairvoyance this class. Like I, I basically take it from my students. Like, do you want to channel someone and you can ask them questions or uh, is there a lesson or a practice or technique I can help you with? And I do that on Patreon. Suzanne, thank you so much for, for your story and for sharing everything you did with us today. And, and thank you for all the stuff that you're doing to help other people and women um, throughout throughout their journey in life. So I appreciate you, my dear. Thank you again for being on the show. Thanks, Alex. I love what you're doing too. I want to thank Susan so much for coming on the show and sharing her story with all of us. Thank you so much, Susan. If you want to get links to anything we spoke about in this episode, head over to the show notes at nextlevelsoul.com forward slash one six five. And if you've only been listening to this over podcast and you want to watch these amazing conversations, please subscribe to our YouTube channel at nextlevelsoul.com forward slash YouTube. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, trust the journey. It is here to teach you. I'll talk to you soon.